0: Hello, welcome to Maritime Software Hub, the People Podcast. My name is Callum Beaumont, the host of the show and the founder of the specialist digital and commercial shipping recruitment agency, Cordell Beaumont. Today I'm joined by Narayan Ventakash, who's the managing director and the co founder of a really interesting company called Tiller. Um, they are really kind of positioning themselves to focus and, and, and really try and solve the, the, the issues, essentially, um, in the crewing and in crew management arena. Um, so they wanted their end-to-end platform helps to streamline the processes, uh, make things more efficient, safer uh, and, and cost-effective, so really looking forward to dive into this discussion today. We're going to talk about um, Narayan's background, how he kind of got into the, the digital shipping world um, and also what his role is like as a kind of co-founder, what the steps were like kind of going and, and creating the business. Um so I'm really looking forward to hearing some of his insights but for now thanks a lot for tuning in and enjoy the episode hi Narayan welcome to the show thanks
1: a lot Callum glad to be here very excited to speak to you
0: you're very welcome. I really enjoyed our previous conversation we've had and obviously the, the, the running up to the show. So, so welcome and really excited to learn learn about your background and, and also Tiller, um, a yeah. company that you will be talking about today. So, so welcome.
1: Amazing. Yeah.
0: Pleasure. Good. Good. Okay. So can you, um, for, for obviously people that may not know you and may not know your background, can you give us a quick overview of, of who you are and kind of what your day-to-day role is at the moment?
1: Absolutely. So my name is Narayan. I'm uh, originally from India, now currently in Munich, Germany, and I'm one of the co-founders of Tilla. And we're focused on really being the most modern end-to-end platform for managing crew changes. And uh, it's been two and a half years uh, um, building and uh, developing and growing Tilla. So it's been a very exciting journey.
0: Excellent. And now your day-to-day at the moment, I mean, we'll get on a bit more to this a little bit later in the discussion, but I imagine you're very, very busy with a whole range of different projects that you're working on at the moment.
1: Absolutely. So currently I focus uh, largely on sales, marketing, and design and analytics. So with my other co-founder, we sort of have a spread of uh, responsibilities that we're covering Uh, But the good thing about having another co-founder is we are easily able to just cover for each other. So it definitely gives us a little bit of flexibility in how we manage. Um, And so most of the day, I'm I'm usually very busy either outreach to um, uh, customers, um, our existing customers, prospects, really talking to them, um, sharing the benefits and what we're doing at Tilla, our mission, um, and okay. also demoing the product, and also a lot of the work internally as well with our teams um, working on product, helping teams prioritize, uh, really get our focus and attention on the topics that really create value for our customers, and sort of really balancing everything.
0: Very busy then, sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Good. Well, um, yeah. I mean, obviously, we'd love to learn a bit more about Tiller as a as a solution. So, can you give a bit more of an overview about the the kind of the company and, and the offering that you you provide?
1: Absolutely. So, with Tiller, i um, I'm. I'll just maybe even just start uh, one step before. So, just to sort of highlight what what we're, we're focused on as crewing might be slightly newer to even folks within shipping. Um, and I always use a traditional industry example to sort of highlight what maritime and shipping does so in a very traditional industry once the hr department awards a contract to an employee then it's up to the employee how they come into work or or to the office and then go back home with maritime industry the crewing or the hr department has a unique responsibility uh, where they have to really think about how they bring the employees in this case seafarers to the place of work which is the vessels because the vessels are constantly in motion. It's hard to tell where the vessel would be at a certain point when the employment begins. And also gone are the days when you would hire local hands. So if a vessel uh, were to call Venice, then you would hire Venetians in the past, but uh, no more. And seafarers can come from anywhere in the world. And that really demands that the HR departments and the crewing departments within the shipping industry Take on this responsibility to move people from where they live to the vessel and then also take them back home. And this responsibility, up even to date, in many, many companies are done in a very traditional way. So you could think emails, spreadsheets, notepads, calls, whatever makes it uh, easy for them to manage that work, they they do it that way. And this is where we as Tilla, when we recognized the scale of this problem, especially COVID, really helped surface this problem front and center and when we recognize this we've built a platform that really tackles this specific challenge that the crewing department faces so the three big pillars within tilla are one is what we call the plan so we really help these crew operators plan where to make the crew change in the past they would have done this based on experience or sometimes Fairly not done at all, and we help them plan, and we give you more of a report card of which port would be a very good port to make the crew change across many dimensions. So think flight cost, um, seafarer well-being, fatigue, port agency fees, and many others. Then comes the part about executing the crew change itself. This is where we help the crew operators by providing a digital self-service means to really understand the different flight option and travel options that they have, and really book them. Adjust, manage them across the whole life cycle of search, book, reserve, ticket, cancel, refund, everything. And also collaborate with all other stakeholders like manning agencies or port agencies. And um, so this is the part of the collaboration, the execution piece. And lastly, it's measuring and improving for the crewing leadership. So we provide insights that helps them measure how they've been doing and eventually also then turn the right knobs and levers that help them uh, improve the crewing operation. So Tila completes that entire cycle and we're a digital software as a service platform that covers this whole spectrum.
0: No, very interesting, thank you. Yeah, I'm really pleased the last couple of episodes that we've had on the show have been a little bit more focused on the crew and, and, mm-hmm. and the kind of the mariners side and how they adopt technology and things. So um, yeah, I guess if we rewind a little bit, what was it that kind of attracted you to to the, to the maritime space initially? Was there something that you saw that thought, okay, there's an opportunity there, I need to go after it? Or was it, did someone kind of come up with the idea for, and, and approach you?
1: Yeah, honestly, it's the latter. Because um, what... Well, in the past, my background, in my background, I worked for a consulting company, PricewaterhouseCoopers, and this really, um, in the US, I focused uh, on airlines and hospitality, those were the industries that I served. And while working for um, a lot of the big names, United, JetBlue and others, I really got introduced to how airlines work. It sort of created a soft spot um, for this industry particularly. And I saw how crew changes are done in airlines. So I really got introduced to that. And when being here in Germany, um, I, I was largely quite a way further away from shipping. Uh, but when I left PwC and focused on doing something on my own, I happened to meet my co-founder and flagship founders, the venture studio that's very squarely focused on shipping industry. So they introduced me to this problem. And of course, I also learned a lot about the crew changes and the plight of the seafarers during COVID. I think every everybody sort of got to know people who were stuck in vessels for many months. And so I also got to read about that and sort of compare notes of what I learned from the airline industry. Um, And when I recognized the scale of this problem in the shipping industry, um, it really excited me. The problem, the the fact that shipping industry, it was also sort of surprising that shipping industry isn't digitized at all. Um, And so the the interest sort of spurred from there. And I think it's the, the problem is really um, something that excites me and, and the opportunity to bring a solution back to the industry and to really impact the lives of these seafarers. Um, so I would say that's um, how it's been. And I always sort of introduce myself as I'm two and a half years uh, new to shipping, because um, that's how I feel every day. It's always learning something amazingly new about shipping. And I think the domain, the complexity Uh, the technology both the analog the everything that powers the movement of the vessels on the water to of course digital solutions like us sort of being a part of this industry i think it's um it's an amazing learning and always keeps me on my toes
0: yeah it is a really unique industry and that's why i've enjoyed kind of staying in the industry for most of my well nearly all of my career basically so it's uh yeah very interesting okay good um and I guess, obviously, a lot of your time, I imagine, and your team's time is speaking to the Mariners themselves. So when, when you, I mean, is that right? Do you spend a portion of your time collecting their kind of insights about how they, their, their kind of um, opinion on how technology is at the moment, how your solutions could help them? Is that part of the process?
1: Yeah, we're we're not that close to uh, the seafarers or the mariners themselves today. Uh, we're more closer to the onshore folks, especially in the crewing departments. Um okay. and. In, in the future, we do hope, because we are very squarely in the part where the flight tickets and other travel arrangements are made, we could also share that and bring some value back into the hands of the seafarers. We're continually working or speaking to other, other startups and spaces. And of course, we're also interested to really make sure that we um, really deliver value back into that side of the equation as well. Uh, but today, it's squarely focused on the shipping industries and onshore staff themselves.
0: Yeah. So so kind of, I guess, more B2B at the moment, I guess, uh, in in that sense. Okay, great. And I guess from your two and a half years, (laughs) how do you think kind of technology has kind of been impacting kind of crew on board vessels from what you've seen in this sort of short space of time?
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, it's um, a very interesting question because I think um, the more I dug into, I think, what technology sort of means in the shipping industry, especially for the seafarers also on board, um, it's very interesting. A lot of the seafarer surveys really point out the fact that there's not enough connectivity and they really um, crave for that connectivity, not just for um, entertainment or other aspects, but just also being connected back home. Um, So I think especially I can see that even since I, I've been a part of the shipping industry. Um, It's been really really changing a lot of the vessels with Starlink and other technologies coming into play. uh, Definitely has been impacting the seafarer's life on board. Um, Of course, I think learning a lot about the technology that's on the vessels, uh, especially voyage optimization or charting technologies, uh, radar technologies. I mean, it's been very, very interesting to learn how these are evolving continually over time of course us as well um, I've seen a lot of other startups I speak to a lot of other co-founders that are focused in in the shipping space and it's also really great to know that there's a lot of folks um, that are bringing innovative solutions not just vessel based but also shore- based solutions and to see this sort of vibrancy uh, come together so it's it's been I would definitely say a lot of movement uh, in the past two and a half years that I have seen, that I believe when I speak to folks uh, in the past, they certainly see more folks interested in in really building technology solutions for the shipping industry now more than ever.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think it's going to be interesting to see if more ship owners or, or mariners come up when they moved to shore traditionally they might have perhaps gone into like a a technical shipping role a shore based like head of technical or a safety focused role maybe now they might might start jumping into digital shipping roles which of course they have been over the last few years but maybe more and more we'll, we'll start to see coming through um yeah i
1: think i I definitely think so, and i I, def, I just want to pitch in there about this one thought that I reflect on deeply, which is just as us we are impacted by technology in in this consumer space, and what we expect has been continually changing our expectations, just based on how mobile we are and what smart smartphones can do. I really sometimes wonder like what the uh, the seafarers' expectations would be when they come on shore um, just because they are personally also going through the same journey as we are with smartphones and what they can do on the smartphones. And so their expectations of when they come on shore and what they would like to see as shipping technology on shore would also uh, really reflect that learning. Um, so I think it would be a very interesting, I think continually. Yeah. So, uh, we'll see a lot
0: more Definitely. changes. Yeah, the 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 mariners that we've helped kind of transition from uh, chief engineering or officers of that type of role, those type of roles on board vessels into technologies, they, they've generally been kind of subject matter expert type of roles, product managers, obviously yeah. some sales, if they're kind of more, more kind of uh, interested in, in sure. the sales right. and marketing side. So definitely a big market especially if they're in kind of vessel performance type of solutions fleet management that type of thing so it's um yeah exciting and 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 obviously we want more to stay on board the vessels but it's just another avenue if they were thinking of coming on shore at some point. definitely good okay cool so the focus of today's kind of episode We're, we're talking about um kind of hr um technology and maritime obviously we, we kind of touch upon that on, on the crewing side but also about your role um being a kind of co-founder and a managing director you, you you're exposed to lots of different functions across businesses so if we focus a little bit more on the the co-founding part um to start with can you just give us a quick quick overview of kind of the what are the key aspects of your role um i know you mentioned it at the start so we'll dive into that a bit deeper now yeah. um and kind of the main sort of what, what a day-to-day looks like for you
1: Yeah, um, it's been changing and evolving over the past two and a half years, I would say. Uh, Today, definitely it's a lot around um, just outreach to prospects and customers, really um, representing Tila, really presenting the value that we're bringing um, to the market, uh, sharing that with others and sort of looking to hear back and then really also Sort of convince them on uh, what we're doing here and how that impacts them and why they should uh, look to look to really pursue this opportunity um, that's a large part of it and uh, of course the other side everything internally uh, that we need to care about we have existing customers so i'm very very uh, squarely looking at them as well to ensure that they are we're creating value for them um, and i uh, think this goes back into the product management aspects that you mentioned to really look and help our product teams product manager helping them prioritize better by providing them all of the information uh vs co-founders can bring from conversations from customers from the market uh, i also take a deeper role with design uh, so really working with our designer um to uh, To really sort of bring finesse and craft into how we are designing. So, one of the things that we really want to do is bring consumer grade experience into the uh, shipping enterprise space, where largely, if we see the software, it's very functional and sort of very traditional and old school. Um, You definitely want to bring uh, more design and flair into that. So, really working hard to make that possible. yeah so these these i would say largely occupy uh the length of the day and sometimes there are always ad hoc things that come up um some travel to conferences here and there every other week um and of course i'm based in munich while we're a larger part of the company is based in berlin so i do end up traveling quite often to berlin to meet them face to face so there's some bit of uh travel as well involved in 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 this uh in in the day so um okay yeah i would say that's that's sort of the combination of everything
0: excellent good And, and if we go back to talk about your so so on the commercial sides of the the prospecting as the business has been growing you don't have to give me specifics but are there any kind of like key approaches that have been kind of successful for you so whether that's in terms of i guess new business development kind of just calling and ringing up target customers, ship owners, or is it more about kind of getting a brand out there at at events and sponsoring things or combination? What has kind of been a successful approach for you, for you guys?
1: Yeah, definitely a combination, I would say. So we've, um, i've done quite a lot of the cold calling as well and it's really also helped uh, when you reach the right person and really are able to succinctly summarize the value that you're bringing and then what you would like to do it's definitely shipping industry is a bit traditional in the sense that people do pick up the phones and then speak and they're more than happy to say, okay, let me just pass you on to my colleague and they'll take a look at you and then we'll come back to you. Um, So it's definitely been something that I've been doing Um, that has helped, Uh, warm introductions has helped. Um, So shipping I've learned now is a very tightly networked industry. So knowing people, uh, they're always open to also connect you to others. Um, So that definitely Mm -hmm. opens doors. Um, and lastly, as you mentioned, the, the presence out in the, in the market in conferences, a uh, lot of visitors, a lot of different maritime conferences across the globe that happen. So really also picking the right ones where the right audience would be involved and then being present there uh, has also really helped. Um, sort of get connected to the right folks and uh, the prospects, I would say. So a combination of all of that um, really has been working for us now. As we look into the future, uh, there would be more things that we would do as we continue to scale. Uh, for today, uh, these are some of the main activities That's uh, and efforts that have helped us a lot.
0: Great. No. Well, thank you for, for sharing that. And and for anybody that's perhaps thinking about starting up their own um Business and I apologize to our listeners that a lot of our conversations are a bit more of a senior strategic level. I don't mean to do that deliberately. some soon, hopefully, we'll get some, perhaps, some people in that more of the the sort of the business development manager type of ground level type of role. But it, we just seem to go down this path, which is fine. But yeah. like, um from your point of view, as far as like anybody that might be thinking of starting up a business, it may be a, a software platform. It doesn't have to be in the maritime. Space, but it makes sense for it to be in the maritime space. Any yep. kind of advice or guidance you can kind of give to, give to them from all your experiences?
1: Yeah, um, I think definitely if we pick the maritime space itself, I think uh, a lot. A lot of it has to do with the complexity that comes from the shipping industry. I mean, it's um, it's thousands of years old and uh, it's it's got a lot of dense, um, I think, ways of working. Uh, the value chain is split between so many stakeholders. Um, so someone really considering starting a startup in the maritime space, has to really consider this. So I would definitely say uh, learning all about the industry, the different stakeholders that are involved, uh, their incentives, what, what really drives them, what value do they do they provide back to the industry, be it port agents, manning agencies, husbandry services. Uh, there are so many different types. So learning about all of those really helps them uh, craft a, a product or a service that really creates value across the ecosystem and they have much better chance of of really having their ideas stick um, so that's something that they have to really consider um, very strongly um unlo- maybe a, a different to slightly different to other industries where the types of business models or how it's broken up is not as fragmented as shipping industry or as vibrantly fragmented as in the shipping industry. Um, and this is about and beyond, I think the general challenges that come in starting a startup anyway. Um, but that said in general, uh, I definitely think um, in, in the, the, the common challenges that founders go through um, is really just finding that product market fit that everybody talks about and just really crafting a solution that's really nice understanding who is motivated to use it what their pain points are Um, so really sort of delving deep having that empathy to understand uh, what the what the people do day in and day out and then understanding that problem and the pain and then translating that back into a product that really then alleviates that I think that the part of that equation, they have to spend a lot of time thinking about it um, and then testing some of their ideas, uh, taking that feedback, uh, and then really quickly circling back with a let's say a refined idea, and then moving that back into the hands of uh, whoever they're targeting. And I think that sort of cycle, the faster they can do, uh, I think that would, be, that would be one of the biggest challenges um, an early startup would face in general, um, and then they just have to do it quick, um, just uh, continue repeating and keep that positive spirit and the problem in focus, um, even with any amount of headwinds that they might face.
0: Yeah. And I think a challenge people might face is, is perhaps a funding issue to start with, but the different options available, whether they want to try and kind of, I guess, bankroll things themselves, or obviously um, companies like Flagship Founders and other businesses out there that are are, a great kind of incubators and and, and start businesses are are growing I think in the maritime software space but have you do you have much insight into kind of the venture capitalist sort of world in shipping is that something you've kind of been close to over the last couple of years since you've since you joined the industry
1: oh yeah absolutely that's yeah that's another big topic in itself I think uh with with I think the the investing uh, space and and I think the atmosphere has has been a bit of a roller coaster, especially considering how the markets have been. Um, and maritime definitely has a smaller set of niche investors that are focused uh, in the past, and now we definitely see a lot more general. VC uh, and funds also being very interested in Maritime. So that's definitely bringing in good level of attention. We've certainly faced, um, let's say, a challenge early on where we definitely had to go out and really drum up uh, some of that attention that we were seeking from the VCs. But today, any startup that comes into Maritime, they definitely have a lot more Eyeballs, Um, companies that have become really big like Flexport uh, sort of really um, have changed a bit of that. Uh, They're instrumental in bringing that attention from the investor space. Um, Venture studios like Flagship uh, have been very helpful as well to really focus that attention to sort of drive that uh, interest from the venture capital community. Um, I would still say it could really improve a lot. I think the shipping as an industry is a—it's—it's—it's it's it's massive, uh, just in terms of every type of scale and metric that you would take into consideration. Um, and I think it really deserves even more attention from the investor community. Uh, our journey, it's definitely been um, interesting in the sense that, we uh, we have seen quite some turbulence in the market, um, quite some slowness, let's say, in, in the way the funding has uh, come into the maritime space. Um, so it's been also a good amount of learning for us. And I think... We just look forward to uh, in the future more attention and more interest from the VC community, and the incubators and venture studios definitely have been helping uh, drive that attention and bring all these uh, ecosystem partners into the maritime space.
0: I'd say, I, I, from our point of view, when we're speaking to people within the, the industry that maybe have joined a company that has been is VC backed. Um, we're seeing sometimes, obviously, if it, everything's going smoothly, fantastic. They'll stay with there, and they'd probably be unlikely to speak to us. But like, um, when they're perhaps thinking of making a move, these VC companies have come in, invested, and all of a sudden, their kind of their targets are very different. They perhaps the internal structure might slightly adjust. So, uh, from your experience, putting you on the spot a bit here, yeah. but like, um, what are the type of things that like a, um, an, a an investor might Kind of try and perhaps like implement or change when they're either investing in a sort of startup that's already kind of started. Are there any kind of types of kind of goals, whether it's to do with, I don't know, team expansion, global reach or something? Anything particular you can try and share that uh, helps me as well for my own guidance, but also for for our listeners?
1: Absolutely. I think, I mean, maybe this might be very generic that people might find this information if they research it as well, but I'll just share this because I think it's uh, probably. Uh, good to sort of unpack this in this setting. Um, so definitely, there's one part I want to mention in maritime, there's a lot of corporate venture capital. So especially the likes of Maersk and other Lloyd. others have definitely their venture sites and investment strategies. Um, so what they bring to the table is really the, the, the scale, they have the business and they have they're heavyweights, and they can bring in a lot of um, domain knowledge, business right up, right away to the startup. So that's something that's very strategic value. So you could sort of classify them as strategic investors, uh, with with strategy in mind, with a goal in mind, and they'll definitely help the startups uh, that they are um, that they're supporting to craft their value because they just bring that expertise and uh, the business itself. When it comes to maritime-focused VCs, uh, definitely think they bring a lot of the capital, of course, and along with that, they bring the network. They bring um, they're able to get the the doors open for those startups, um, and they're able to help them um, get get the early sort of. Uh, firm footing that startups need um, in that mix. Um, And then I would definitely say general purpose VCs. Um, It largely depends how the VC is really structured. If they're very much sort of very capital um, sort of focused, then they would just very much just provide the capital. Uh, and it varies what other types of support they might be able to offer the startup. Uh, but there are certain other class of VCs that really want to bring that depth of knowledge and expertise into the mix, so that they have um, uh, folks that have that are very operational. So they have operational teams that can help you with product, that can help you with sales, marketing, um, HR. So lots of these different functions they help. They are, they are the pillar for the startup to lean on um, uh, across, across their journey, I would say, early stage to really a series B, C, uh, et cetera. So um, those are the VCs that really bring uh, a higher level of operational support for the startups. So you do get a mix of, um, let's say, investors in the market. Um, so depending on who's who you're working with, who you would like to work with, you can expect different types and varying diversity of, let's say, um, things that you would receive or hope to receive from them apart from capital itself.
0: Yeah, and I guess their expectations of you, if you've taken on funding, could vary depending on their exposure to maritime, maybe their, their understanding of the the nuances of, of the industry. Um, obviously, I'm sure they've very, very, done their research, but I guess if they, they know the language of shipping and perhaps like uh, the main players and how it is still a kind of a bit of a learning piece, I'd say from mm-hmm. getting the traditional shipping over to the digital side, I think is very much still a, like, a, I think a lot of the com- customers that we talk to, they're still very much kind of solutions selling in a way, like telling their clients that, or advising their clients that this, this this could do all this for you. And they may not even be aware that actually they had that problem and they could sort of solve it. So um lot of long quite long sales cycles particularly on the sales the SaaS sort of side of things we see so yeah. great that's it's, really interesting yeah. yeah cool okay thank you so um yeah before we kind of wrap things up um what i'd obviously love to know a bit more about about yourself if that's okay um yeah. we always ask our listeners a little bit about them so anything uh any kind of hobbies that you like to kind of do in your, your spare time that perhaps people may not know about you yeah
1: no i, I I mean, maybe, maybe I'll also do a little bit of an introduction, so I feel like this is coming towards the end, but hopefully the okay, listeners cool. are able to at least get <laughs> a little bit of a color about myself. So I'm originally from India. Um, uh, my background is computer science, so it's it's close to 18 years of experience in the industry uh, now. Uh, I started my career with uh, a big uh, ERP company, SAP, a uh, German company, um, I really grew through the ranks and responsibility there, and then moved to the U.S. for further studies uh, at Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh, uh, and then really joined PwC, as I mentioned, and that's been the biggest chunk of my career. Uh, But all along the way, I was always interested in sort of um, doing something on my own. So um, once I sort of uh, moved, I moved with PwC from U.S. to Germany and been in Europe uh, for quite some time, and then A little after covid i uh, left pwc to pursue my own ideas and that sort of uh the journey sort of led me all the way to now where i'm with um building tiller and uh focusing on the shipping industry um and i think some of the things that i've always loved i think it's it's been uh i would say just design maybe that's that's something that I really deeply care about. I've always loved typography, um, fairly niche, I would say. Um, so really love spending a lot of time even today just I think being in Germany being in Europe it's been amazing to explore different typographies just even storefronts and names and so on so it's really something I take my time to appreciate um also I think it bleeds into paintings or museums and so it's, it's really art um so something that keeps me sort of let's say passionate um uh yeah, apart from that, maybe music. Um, just uh, whenever it's it's been hard to sort of carve some time out for all of this. Uh, I do have yeah. to say, co-founder <laughs> responsibilities have been uh, quite demanding, uh, and really have uh, I've traded a lot of the personal time for uh, for things uh, focused on Tilla. Uh, that said, whenever I get the opportunity, love listening to music. I have a broad taste, um, so it really keeps me. Um, sort of uh, engaged and um, so I love discovering new music or uh, new genres or bands so that's something that I've tried to keep up with Um, just reading I love magazines so I read a lot of magazines Um, one of the big magazines that I'm a I guess a big fan of is Monocle so I've always sort of read them Uh, UK based magazine. Um, So yeah, that's the one that I've been hooked on to for quite some time. So I think these these all sort of whenever I get the time, I end up spending them on these.
0: um, Yeah, I guess, especially when you're traveling, that's the time where you can listen to stuff or read, isn't it really? Yeah. Um, Great. Okay, thank you so much. Well, I really enjoyed uh, our conversation. And and obviously, if anybody would like to reach out to you or, or to the team at Tiller, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you?
1: and linkedin would be the best i there it's very easy to reach me there uh if not it's narayan attila.tech um so that's n-a-r-a-y-a-n attila.tech so that's also another way to reach me so those are those two would be the ones i'm plugged into my devices so i'll definitely be responding excellent
0: great all right well thank you so much for your time again today um yeah as i said really good uh, sort of learning curve for us as well, especially on the investment side. And and, and the more and more we we touch upon the the crewing side of technology, the more and more I wanna kind of dive a bit deep into that. So this has been really helpful. Um, And yeah, thank thank you very much.
1: Yeah, thank you as well for having me. And then it's been wonderful speaking with you.
0: My pleasure. What a great chat that was with Narayan. Um, Really enjoyed our discussion again. Uh, he's a really nice guy. and very kind of approachable, obviously passionate about the new industry that he's found uh, in maritime. Um, and I'm really excited to see how Tiller kind of grow and, and their journey. So so what I'd like to do going forward is that I'm going to really try and, um, if possible, get some, some existing mariners or people that have been on board vessels. Um, to come on the show and see if we can speak to them hear, hear their view and their point their kind of experience of technology how it's impacting their their, their lives essentially so um, if you are interested obviously and you want to reach out to me directly you can message me on LinkedIn or send me an email callum at cordellboymorch.com C-A-L-L-U-M. Um, and i'd be love yeah, delighted to speak to you or, or anybody that's kind of like um, been on board vessels previously and can now kind of share their insights. But thank, thank you again for joining in, uh, tuning in. Sorry, um, again, please do follow and, and like the, uh, the the channel on, on YouTube and other areas, and we really appreciate uh, the support. Thank you.